Hello, fellow students. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm yours, Mona, and my co-host, as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody is doing well. Arsenal take on Leeds in the Carabao Cup. Um, coming to the Emirates, I felt quite confident about this game. You know, I think Leeds at the moment are struggling to stay in the Premier League. Um, still a long way to go, but they haven't hit the form they did last season. And I think they were always, you know, weren't going to uh, kind of prioritise this game. I mean, to be honest, like from my side, yeah, um, things got off to an awkward start for me because the hour before kickoff, when I know usually the um, the lineup comes out, where I usually go is like on Twitter to find the almost like out of the press type of lineup, but I decided to go with that football app, um, FOTMOB. And I don't know if they weren't ready yet, or I don't know how the things were, but their bench came out as a starting 11. <laughs> and I was telling. My son, uh, look, I think they're not going to really take this lightly because I just see, like, their the backup players and youngsters. And I'm, like, you know, kind of uh, rubbing my hands together. So when they switch on, like, over to the TV thing at, at um, <laughs> 5 to 9, I just see the, like, leads. <laughs> they strong guys. So these come out. And I'm, like, wait, how did I get this on? So I can check my phone again. And I saw, okay, then they now probably updated or corrected the thing, but then they had now the... You know, both sides the same, but uh, I mean, like thinking of it, I was just uh, wondering now, you know, this is not going to be like a real walk in the park. But I mean, that being said, game kicks off. Um, actually, what I didn't expect was the, like, after 10 minutes, the first big chance comes to Colosinach of all people. I mean, the man with the one foot out of the door at the Emirates, and I mean, he's, he gets a starting berth for the cup game. And I mean, he ends up forcing a, a good save from the uh, lead keeper, Mesley. Yeah, they look like it was going in if it wasn't for, for that save. Yeah, because I mean, uh, uh, one thing I do like, and I think you mentioned to me, that, um, either the last podcast or even when you and I interact uh, via WhatsApp, um, you know, people like him and Maitland Niles are actually playing, actually with, look, they're not getting real, you know, loads, loads of game time. But I mean, they are still playing, you know, with the the art on their sleeve and, and you know, giving the all to the club. And I mean, I, I like it and I also appreciate it. Yeah, I think you have to appreciate the professionalism yeah. that comes with it. Because I mean, sometimes you, like, when people are going through a period where they, you know, indulge them with their career, I mean, most of them sometimes do down tools where they, you know, they'll sulk and that. But I mean, that's off to both of them. I mean, same with El Nini as well. I mean, not, uh, I'm sure they also sense that, you know, they're not really part of the, uh, you know, to be almost like first team regulars. But when they do get the chance, they, you know, they really put a shift in. Um, then the 19th minute, uh, Leno rushes out to make a save from Daniel James. Uh, I think Arsenal, I mean, I don't know how you see the, the sort of tactic we play. It's not like we invite those sort of attacks or kind of like trouble, but it's not like... The, the opponent will almost like open up more if we now give them that sort of leeway. Almost like you, you don't give them like a free run of, of the box maybe, but you know when the ball gets played long and that you maybe let them ever run at it. Yeah, no, I, I think it has been a kind of a, I think a theater plan. It almost lowered him in a, a false sense of security and then pounce on them when they start becoming vulnerable. Because normally you open yourself up when you attack like that. Then I think the big chance for Leeds and also comes in, I think it was a close to clear cut where Harrison, I mean, he's always been a problem also in the league for other teams as well when they play. Almost like a very underrated player. He ends up firing the ball 
at the Arsenal going. I mean, Leno's then forced also make a low save to keep the scores at 0-0. I was panicking. I thought the goal was waiting to happen in this game. Yeah, it's like, like when you have too much pressure on you and then it kind of backfires and all else. Yes, 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 100%. And I didn't want to go one all down against the a lead side because I mean they probably needed they probably would have you know tried to push for Arsenal and Arsenal would have you know not being the strongest lineup could have been you know quite wobbly. Yeah. Then thirty-six minutes we get the corner and uh, the ball ends up you know breaking. You know I think it gets somehow cleared or whatever. But Leeds all of a sudden go from defending a corner to attacking the Arsenal goal and I mean they end up having it was like extra men. You think I'm so fast on the break. But I mean, Leno reads again the situation and just comes out of the box and hoops the ball into the stands. Yeah, I know. At least he did that instead of trying to play his intricate passes that, <laughs> or gets caught on the ball because he's very sometimes laxy daisy on the ball. Yeah. Then for the second minute, uh, Eden Ketia whips the ball into the box. Pepe then nods the ball down. But Smith Rowe, you know, just blazes over the ball. And I think a cooler head was needed right there because I think. He had all the time, and I mean, he managed to, to work out that, that sort of space there for himself to always like pick his spot. But I think he just wanted to, you know, snap at the shot for a net buster. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame him there. Yeah. Then, second half, uh, 55th minute, uh, Ben White, uh, everybody noticed he's sitting on the pitch. And I think that was probably an injury that happened, I think, in the first half. I'm not sure if it was Rodrigo who bumped into him or somebody, but. It was almost like knee onto the thigh and, and a bit of the knee. And then he was like complaining to the physios that came on. And then I think he ends up being, you know, forced up due to the injury. I think also as a precaution, especially with the situation that he's, like, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, sort of position, not position, he position in the league squad. He had to be safe than sorry. So, I mean, he ends up getting replaced by Callum Chambers. He's straight from the corner. The ball gets whipped in by Arsenal. For a few seconds, it reminds me of old-school Arsenal. The ball gets flicked on the near post to the far post. Pepe then ends up hitting the ball back in the direction the ball came from. And Callum Chambers, Callum Chambers darts in and he hits the ball over the line. The keeper does make a save, but through goal-line technology, we see the ball did cross and goal for Arsenal. one Yeah, I'm quite happy to be in front in this competition because I believe this could be a good source of silverware. So... I actually celebrated that goal quite happily, and uh, I, I didn't expect Chambers to make such an impact, especially on that side of the pitch. No, no, no but uh, I mean, I noticed also when, when the goal was scored and then given also, we ran to the Arsenal set piece coach. So you can see that was something they had, you know, under wraps and cooking, you know, in, in training probably, that they knew this was going to be the ploy they're going to play for because. Even that game uh, we uh, over the, the past weekend, also that Friday night game, where you could see Thomas Party again was doing those little flick-ons like Tony Adams used to do. It causes all sorts of trouble for, for the for the uh, opponent when the, this looping ball is played over. So, I mean, you can see this is probably a new ploy by Arsenal now as well. Uh, that's actually working. I mean, actually, we signed him from Brentford, right? The set-piece coach, and you can see... No, no, no. He's gone. Oh. He left. Oh, is he gone already? Oh, he left. End of last season, he left, and then we got one of the Man City um, set-piece coaches. Oh, wow. Well, the secret does clearly seem to be working, because I, I almost thought it was Brentford. You know, they're quite dangerous at their set-pieces. Mm. But, I mean, you know, it seems like we can't... Like I said, I was actually going to mention, you know, one of our set-piece goals came from 
you know, the weekend against um, against Aston Villa. So it seems something yeah. is working in training. Yeah, I mean, you can see that they also they got like the alternative. You know, they're either going to go for looking for that near post guy or they hit that ball just long. And somebody comes in from the back post like Gabriel in the, like, oh, like with the weekend side. And he ends up just hitting the ball into the danger area again, which make you know, it opens up the opportunity for the mids to come running in or some defenders to come running in and kind of, like, you know, crash into the ball. Definitely. Even Crystal Palace, we got the goal from a set piece. So, you know, maybe this could be something working in our favour. And we do get a lot of corners in games and set pieces. Then the 69th minute, um, Edin ends up intercepting a, I mean, a real bizarre back pass, like a back header from Leeds United. Um, you know, the ball ends up, he intercepts the ball, almost like lobs the, the leads uh, keeper. And then, of course, when I, I just thought to myself, this is almost like too simple for him. He's going to probably screw up somewhere down the line. And by the time he took his second touch, which was also brilliant to kill the ball, the third one to put the ball into the net, he ends up, I don't know how he ends up slipping and scuffing the ball, but the ball ends up flicking off the side of his shin pad and that gives the ball a bit of spin to go in. So, lucky goal, but we'll take it 2 no Arsenal. Uh, for me, that 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 goal, I, I, it was a bittersweet moment for me because knowing Ketia seems to be doing well, he scores the goal, I'm about to celebrate. And um, Eskom puts our electricity off, and you know that's the end of the game for me. I get to at least see the the second goal, but I couldn't see you know the replay of it. <laughs> yeah, then seventy uh, second minute, Lokonga and Tavares comes on for El Nini and Noldi. I mean, both of them were kind of struggling with uh, you know a bit of cramp, and I think that's also been the trend of of some of the players because this also leads me to a little point that I saw in I think today's newspaper where. They're actually wondering if, look, the Premier League is one of the only leagues in the world, like in Europe right now, that are still sticking to the three uh, player substitutions, whereas like Bundesliga, you know, all like La Liga and all are doing the five subs. And I think that is also like adding, because we now got used to that all the way it was going in the, the lockdown, during the lockdown period, yeah. where we had another five subs. Now we all like they wanted to go back to the norm. But I mean, you can see, like, physically, he's taking its toll on these players because it's just strange. I mean, it's not like we have, like, say, lazy players that aren't giving the all, but it's almost like you are playing such a sort of tempo of football where it is not something to catch up to, like, with that, in the old uh, scenario playing out like that. Now. So I just wonder if that is also not an option to look at maybe over January and, and, and change it because Klopp brought this up a while back already, and I think Pep also mentioned it. And some almost like saying, you know, almost like uh, they almost like too pampered, so they will probably, you know, agree to something like the FA. But I mean, they kind of held off on it, but I still think that is maybe a, a better option because even look at, at, at the thing that I was telling you at the time where I was really getting worried with Arsenal the start, like the very start of the season, where we are having to make subs to not through play injury, through players cramping up and they can't move. Yeah. And we have to, you know, be forced into the sub then. So, yeah, back to the game. At the eighth minute, uh, Lacazette then also blazes the ball past the goal after some great work to get himself into a shooting position. So, that was also the last big chance as the ref then blows the full time in Arsenal, make it through to the quarterfinal stage where the draw will be on October the 30th, which is this coming Saturday. And I mean, the, the ties will be played on the week commencing December 20th. 
hopefully we can get to Sunderland at the Emirates or, or or something to that effect. Even at Liverpool wouldn't be a bad die at Liverpool at Emirates because I think at the moment, you know, they're not really faced by this competition. I think their eyes are on bigger prizes. Yeah, I mean, they just, I think they just ride their luck. Like, with the, that's how you always see Klopp laughing if they go through because he's not really expecting them to go through. Um, so, yeah, we move on now to the weekend fixture. Leicester City was awesome. I mean, to be honest, before I now just made my little pointers in my book here, um, I, uh, I was really thinking it's, it's something like Leicester in fifth versus Arsenal in like tenth or whatever, but I see Leicester on ninth and we tenth going to this game. So, I mean, yeah, it's also a big, big, it's a big game. Really different season they also having because they like, you know, they're free scoring, but I mean, they're also leaking goals like crazy because. It's like goals for 15, goals against 15. Oh, yeah, you're right. The, 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 what could play in our favour is they are very attacking side at the moment, you know. Yeah. And Arsenal prefer playing teams yeah. of that magnitude. I think Arsenal hate playing a side that sits back and watches you. So, you know, I think maybe this Arsenal team could um, could 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 cause Leicester some trouble. I know Vardy and Tillemans are are always the men to watch. And I think they've always been giving us problems whenever we fade up against them. I mean, like, you know, going to the game, it's, it's going to be a tough nut to crack. But, I mean, uh, you know, we all know Brendan Rodgers' sides. They also have this neck to, you know, sucker punches. Because, I mean, if you think of, was it last season or the season before, where we ended up with, like, 80 or 90% position and attack, and whatever, and we end up just getting sucker punched by a Vardy. You know, was it the Vardy goal? That one was yeah, that he did. Yeah, it was, it was last season, yes. And mm. they beat us 1-0. Like you said, we we, we dominated the whole game, and then they just, you know, there's a typical smash and grab. So it's going to be a very, very tricky tie against this Leicester side. And I think if Arsenal can pull a victory off, it's a massive win. And I think a massive three points. Mm-hmm. Being in mind that Spurs and United also play each other the weekend. Yeah. And look, the key players, as you mentioned now, Tielemans, Vardy and Ndidi have been now the guys that are averaging close to eight, eight, uh, eight point, like eight out of ten every week, roughly. And then, I mean, the top goal scorers, Jamie Vardy with seven. And then you compare now to us with, if you look at our key players, with a, based on points and, and match ratings, Smith Rose in number one, then Thomas Party, and then Gabriel. And then with our goals, uh, Aubameyang with four goals and Smith Rowe with two. Because, I mean, I didn't really mention the assists for Leicester because I think they just got Ayozi Perez, who's got like one. So, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Not too many of them making because it's almost like these guys are making their own goals, like, you know, long range and the ball breaks off people, whatever, they, like, you know, the opponent, and then they steal into score. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, go on. No, it's a typical Leicester type of goal, you know, where the ball gets stolen and the guy just sprint, sprinting, being down on goal. But I definitely think the lineup they played against um, Villa should start again. I definitely think that. I think Odegaard needs to work his way back into the team now again. I mean, I don't think Arteta should think it too much with the team. Yeah, because I mean, as I said, we the, like the fault that we really have with him is that. You know, hanging too long on the ball, whereas the squad that was playing against Villa were that ball was like going through the motion so quickly, and it was a sort of flowing football that we've also been longing for, almost like yearning for, because it's always been like the biggest headache. Because you know, for me, when I was watching the game now against Leeds, like the Tuesday evening, I mean, as, as much as a, a calm head El Nini can be, but sometimes you could see also that is the sort of thing that's been 
slowing our game down. And you see him like, you know, when you want the game to flow and then you'll like check back. And by the time he checks back, then the whole leads, uh, you know, squad is uh, standing behind the goal. Uh, not behind the, behind the, uh, the ball and, and just plugging up all the gaps. And then I think if you played with a more fully flowing attack uh, game, you're going to, you know, find those uh, pockets of space that you you really want to hurt the opponent. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% there. Yeah. So, as we now round off, uh, talking points. Uh, with the, I don't know if you saw this, like, oh, there was like a whole drama. Okay, I think the media are trying to blow it out of proportion. But there was this whole thing of Martinelli comes on um, the other day, and he's almost like, instead of, you know, playing the ball, he's doing these little turns on the ball. And for me, it's also it's something that, look, on the one end, you can agree while he's doing it because, you know, he's not getting the support and the people are not helping him out. But this is a days where he's twisting and turning and, and it's not like he's overthinking things instead of the simple ball across. Because I think uh, the thing with the, the incident was where Pepe was standing on the, like, I think outside the right or something. All he had to do was just play the, like, lay, lay the ball off. And he ended up, you know, like twisting and turning himself into knots. And he ends up just shooting the ball into somebody like, uh, like a block, you know, one of the leads defenders. He just ended up cracking them with the ball. Uh, I think it's been a recurring theme with Martinelli. I think he just needs to keep it simple. I think he just tries to do too much. I mean, we saw with Nketiah even at the moment. Um, you know, he, you know, I've always haven't been the biggest fan of him, but he just seems to be doing the basics. Right, He's even looking better than the likes of Pepe, etc. So. Like, you know, Nketiah at the moment would want him to start over a Martinelli, even though Martinelli is the type of guy that has bags of potential and he's probably, you know, a, a better and more skillful player. Yeah. Then, I mean, the other point I was going to bring up was, I mean, look, we don't always go that deep into uh, the players we have out on loan, but, I mean, for me, that game of the past weekend, uh, Marseille versus PSG, I mean, credit to the likes of Wendosi and, and Saliba, because, I mean, they were the real stalwarts for... I mean, uh, of course, it's a team effort from Marseille to hold this, like, you know, the glamour team of, of PSG at bay. But, I mean, that's off to our guys that are still in there. I mean, of course, with Wendosi, a person don't really know with his future still, you know, very much in the balance. But, I mean, with, with Saliba, I mean, for me, it, surely uh, it's defending like that that would get Arteta even sitting upright and watching no, 100%. I would watch that game and he made this large ditch tackle on Mbappe. He kept up with him and, you know, tackled cleanly in the box. And I think, you know, he's something that he could probably be used going forward, definitely. And I think, you know, he's uh, he, he could help this Arsenal defence because, I mean, he, he, you could play him with a Ben White, um, Ben White, um, Gabriel and Saliva sometimes, you know. He still has a lot to learn in the game, so... You need three to four quality centre-backs that help change formations. Tomiyasu could even play as a right wing-back from time to time. So, it just gives us um, options and, and versatility. I mean, what impressed me like, after you mentioned it, I look, I didn't watch the game because I was watching other matches. The, well, this is the Sunday evening. Yeah. Um, when I had a look at that, that the extended highlights package of that, um, what was impressive like for me, especially when you watch how... Mbappe has destroyed some of the top defenders in Europe. It's like when you try to make it a straight foot race with him, he's going to destroy you. He's going to. Yes. And what I noticed with that, that chance that you now mentioned with Saliba is like he's actually just guiding him out to the touchline 
And also like uh, Mbappe must run further and further and further, you know, as the ball just end up as he like hides him away from his goal. So I mean uh, uh, for me a very mature style of defending. I mean it's also a very impressive style of defending. Yeah, hopefully he can um come into this team and, and, and strengthen us even more so. So yeah, let's see what the future holds. There's just something I wanted to also bring up to you. I know we only look, you know, um not too far off in the future ahead, but you know, our next coming games is Leicester, Watford, Liverpool. Newcastle, Man United, and Everton. You know, very tough fixtures. We're playing at Old Trafford, Goodison, and Anfield in all of that. You know, from now till then, what did you say is a decent points points tally out of a possible, what's it, 18 points? Look, I'm not going to go really into detail with, like, say, what you would call the smaller teams. Like, I'm not just going to go for the big guns now. Look, Liverpool... (laughs) If yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want to put you to the sword, they're going to put you to the sword. Down to, because, I mean, look, whether you like it or not, whether they're going to attack full blast or, or you know, take their time, to, you know, picking you apart, but you're going to need runners and lots of them. And, and also, even with the prepping and that for the game, we're going to have to be on like physically on point because, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't, you know, anybody slack off. Liverpool almost like they own in on it. I mean, anybody that watched that game in the, the way they demolished um, Man United the past weekend, just watch where they are picking off people. Like the minute they see that there's sort of weakness in your game, they just hone in on it. Then that, um, what was the other away game you're talking about? Man United and Everton. Everton. Everton, you also don't know what to expect from them because Rafa Benitez, it seems like that sort of honeymoon period is not slowly waning. Because I mean, people are now starting to see where they they fall lying. I mean, what was the game they lost to Watford? What was it two five? five? Two, yeah, two yeah. five. Yes, two five. So it shows they the, they can be exploited if you know push comes to shove. As for the United game, fingers crossed that Ole doesn't get sacked between now and then, because I think while they saw you know everything is kind of a mess right now there by them, they can be you know got it because. If you think they, you know, for me that that game that they came from behind to beat Atalanta, for me it was almost like one of those what they would say papering over the cracks because all the faults were there. It's just um, Atalanta didn't know when to put their foot down and really see them off. Whereas you see Liverpool, the minute Liverpool saw roughly the same squad that was playing there, they tore them to shreds. I mean, not even Pogba was even a, a factor in that game. Um, what was other sort of key players there that they have? Because I mean, right now you can see they're at, at sixes and sevens because uh, Maguire is not really showing any leadership qualities there. Luke Shaw seems all over the place, and I mean, he was fantastic in the you know over the summer of uh, that summer tournament, and, that. and then you have like uh, people like Lindelof is not really finding his feet. Varane is still very iffy, like physical wise. Because look, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. So, you know, it's going to be... I just think that will also be a very interesting tie because it's also like a, a sort of game that we can... If we play our cards, right, we can also dictate that game. Yeah, I, I think a four, out of, a four out of nine points into that fixes will be a good, you know, good reflection out of that. I mean, Old Trafford, Goodison and Anfield. Anyway, anything more than four points, I think, is a bonus. But, yeah. I mean, it depends on how... United have European football, Liverpool have European football. So, I mean, it depends also, does anything happen to them, you know, over that period? Because look, we now with no no European football, we have now a squad that can, you know, can actually wrap them up in cotton or try again new tactics. And because 
like what surprised me now the past few games now with Arsenal, this going old school four four two was I'm mean, actually impressing because I did not expect I really thought if you think that like when we were growing up playing football and that that was like the go to formation and now after yeah. a while as as new coaches came and new you know new formations came to the fore again it was like interesting to see uh, you know a team now going back old school way to play because. When I say we seen like a four four two with like you know two strikers either playing side by side or, or like with a one offset to the other. No, we haven't seen that in a while. So I think you know it's it's, it's hopefully coming back into the game once again. Yeah. So with that, hope you guys have, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Take care, guys. Bye. Hope you can get the three points.